Ellis, which is always a recipe for disaster. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's like you move support systems. It's just weird. It's like you're you're. Like I did it, and it, it wasn't good. So like you know, I I, I counsel guys away from it. I, I tell them to like just you know like there's somebody like around your city or closer to you that you should probably like dig. Like don't be like oh I gotta go get a job two states away, because you're like you're 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 entering her frame, which is always a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you don't have the home field advantage. No, yeah, yeah. You want, in order for it to work, you, like the girl enters your frame, and not necessarily explicitly, but implicitly, like I should be organizing myself around his schedule. Yeah, and yeah. He, like what he does. And like, don't lose interest in your hobbies and your, your things. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, don't blow, don't blow off your friends to go fucking hang out with her and her friends. Like, yeah, but also, you know, I, I think there's a big stage in fruitful relationships, which is, I want to just think of the concept of integration. You know what I mean? They got to, like, you meet her homies, but then also she's got to meet your homies. And ideally, she'd be able to hang out with you and your Yeah, you got to mix the friend you groups. You got to mix the friend groups. The friend groups and are also part of it. I she can like bring her big, friends to your, yeah. I feel like that's a big stage, because if she can't integrate with the boys, there's an issue. That's when it's getting serious. Oh, here, yeah. here I got to tell you guys, you've got to be careful of also integrating with your boys, because I've had this happen where one of my friend, one of my guys that I thought was a friend that's ended true. up dating my ex, and it's like... Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like, that's, be but careful. That's, that's, that's make, sure, make sure your boys aren't desperate, and mm. like, make sure they can get their own girls. Like, true. I think... That's a good point. You never want to be the only guy in your friend group that has a girlfriend be the coolest one because the rest of these fucking like beta guys are just gonna be waiting for their turn because mm. they think they have an opportunity with your girlfriend, and so like you'll find out quick how like they aren't really your friends. But I also think it's super douchey, and I, for me, I have to have like I, I have to have a very mixed friend group. I'm fr like I'm friends with a lot. I'm generally friends with a lot of women because my school college is seventy percent women. Oh, that's that, fucking sick. Right, I didn't know that. Right, that's yeah, crazy, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, Holy it's like, shit. It's all like hot girls. Dude. It's mostly that's women. Sick. And so, like, I have a couple, like, solid women in my life that I'm, like, good friends with. You know what I mean? Um, like, legitimately. And I've gone out with them some evenings and, like, I'm the only dude, which is, which is nice sometimes. And then I have some really close, like, guy friends like Corey and, like, my buddy Jared. And then my friends Hunter Perez and Hunter's roommates. Uh, all dudes. But I think the point of integration that I'm getting at is both parties will see the person that you're dating, right? And they'll be like, okay, we both want to look like, you know, want the best for you. So last night I was out with some of my uh, nursing friends and I've been talking, I was talking to you, there's this girl I know, <clears throat> and I brought her out. And they were like, okay, we've met her, we have some, we have some things that might be red flags, right? What were the red flags? Um... One was, might drink a little bit too much. Okay. And might yeah. be too blunt. Right? And they were really candid about it. And they were like, it's a potential red flag. And I was like, you know what? I didn't see that. You guys, you know, you have your perspective. I'm happy that one of my girl, one of my female friends was like, yo, straight up, this is what I think. And you have to get that perspective. Let me ask you a question. Do you think she was telling you that because like she may have a crush on you? No, because we've actually talked about that. I was just going to say We've that. actually talked about that. And although all that, that four, the friend group of four actually came to me at one point. And they were like, you see, we've all thought about dating you at one point. But we all mutually agreed not to. And the reasoning for it was 
we all like we genuinely like hanging out with you. You probably are one of the best dudes we know. But we know if like when one of us slept with you, it would probably destroy our individual friendships with each other. And so I had a mixed thing where I was like, well, I'm happy that you value this arrangement enough to not want to destroy it. But then also B, I was like, well, fuck. See, here's the thing, and I, and I get that, and this is why I counsel guys, like, it's one thing to show pre-selection, we're talking about evolutionary psychology, to have some females around you, but, like, you don't, the situation that plays out is that situation right there, which it's, it's like, it, it almost, like, it's at a negative because, like, this idea that, like, oh, if one of us banged you, it ruined it, it's like, no, 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 no. The statistics almost prove the opposite mm. of that. It's like, because one of them slept with you, that means like you're you're of a status now, and yeah. like does that mean like we should all sleep with them? Mm. And so it's a positive feedback. It's it's sort of like it's sort of like I like I'm not telling you like the thing is with guys, and I'm trying mm. to tell them like having friends that are girls. I'm like, so if you need a couch moved, are they going to be able to assist you? But like some dudes are coming to jump you. Like, are you gonna call them? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call. Them. Like, so, call so, them. like. Nah, I think I think you can be friends with them though. But like, you can go out with them, but you won't hang out with them alone. Know what I mean? I don't, like, it's a, it's I just have, a different type of I, friendship. I, I have. I don't become alone, a beta orbiter. Is which, what I'm saying. Which, yeah, 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 no, I, I know where you're coming yeah. from. But yeah. you can like if a girl you don't want to bang, you can definitely be friends with. But then also, I have other women that I'm friends with in my life that I actually have slept slept with. Okay. Right, which is interesting. Good. And we've talked. We we've like slept together and we've talked about it and be like, ah, maybe should we keep doing this? It's like, yeah, maybe. We're like, maybe not. But we're able to have that, you know, that normative conversation per se. We'll be like, eh, maybe this is a good idea. See, what happens is, and I get this, and things get entered in a platonic manner and then they get switched into a sexual mm. manner. What do you mean by platonic? Platonic like is friend, like a friendship. Okay, thing. okay. And then it gets switched into a sexual thing and it just feels completely incongruent to both parties. Yeah, that's it. And it's not... It starts off one way and ends up And then it's like, well, like... He was such a swell guy, but now I fucked him, and it's like, well, what do I do? And like, what does this mean? Am I a skank now? Yeah. The, the, remember, I was talking yeah, about always, the, social, yeah. the social consequence. The social consequence. I never really weighed that well, into. the wild like, thing. I think it's. I think it says a lot in terms of personal relations with people that you're able to cross that line, right? Have that, and then be like, you know what? This is something that we should maybe keep doing, or maybe not, and then move back over the line with some folks. And we still, and surprisingly, like the relationship is still strong. Oh, you can but tell that's them. Unique. You can tell them. I want to see you non-exclusively. Like, yeah, like, exactly. I'm just like I'm gonna be upfront. Like I really like you. I like spending time with you. Like I like sleeping with you. But like I'm gonna be spinning some plates here. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, like, spinning plates. If you know, bring a girl, you're young, if you bring a girl that you're seeing around her. Yeah. Uh, okay, like, yeah, I feel like there's the best It's a thing. dangerous there's, game. Fight might break the, out. The right? <laughs> I, out of a courtesy, I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. you know, like, I would tell them I'm going to see you not exclusively, but I wouldn't bring a girl, like, mm. another girl in front of them. Totally. But I just think uh, friends, regardless of gender, a good, good friends will want to see the best for you, regardless of gender. I mean, you know, I, I don't like... Well, like, they, they want to see it. Everybody evolution. wants to see yeah, evolutionary psychology. So, like, blank slate equalism here is like we're built for different things, mm. and yeah, our mating strategies are adversarial. Yeah. Women have a dualistic mating strategy, which means they want to find the hottest guy, but they want to find that security, and it's rare to find that in both dudes. And so, like, 
Yeah. Like, if if a girl is keeping you around and like it, you can tell by the way that they're interacting because they can't remember the game we used to play when we were kids, Mary Fuck Kill. Yep. But that's the way girls actually yeah, categorize. Not, no, honestly, yeah, yeah no, that's the I way. I had dating yeah. conversations with like my nursing gal friends. That's exactly how. Yeah. They so they actually categorize guys that they're indifferent to, other guys that they would would consider dating or boyfriend material. Yep. But they'd make you wait for sex, and then other guys that they just fuck, like they have genuine burning desire. For yep. Them. And so, like, you can tell by the way a girl behaves around you which category you're in. Mm. And it's like, if she's telling you, like, oh, jeez, you have a nice shirt and asking you about your hobbies, she's taking an interest with you, but that's more of, like, the beta buck side of hypergamy. Like, yeah. she's, it's like transactional. She's not like, oh, my God, like, you're, you it's have a great jawline. Yeah, I want to fuck you. It might be out. transactional. It's like, it's not, it's not genuine burning desire unless she went up to you and said, like, you have, like, a great jawline or something. Then she's probably gonna want to fuck you. Exactly. So like it's like either they're indifferent, they want to date you and they see potential, or they're just gonna bang you. Like that's true. I also this is something you probably bring up later on in the conversation, but I feel like there's a lot of things like in terms of dating. I, you mentioned this in terms of like long distance. I think about the concept of dating pools a lot because like it's a mating market. It is a mating market. And I was talking with those friends last night, and we were in Newport, and I was like, oh, yo, Newport's got a trash dating pool. You think so? Get the I fuck so. out no, of here. No, actually, yeah, no, no, no. Get, for, get out of here. Women, for women, is a trash dating pool. For women? For women. That now, means it's good for men. Isn't it? Isn't that true? Is that true? I'm trying to think that through. I'm sorry. Let, let him explain. Okay, more. so my the, the women I'm friends with are college-educated. Statistically, we know from Pew, Pew Research that more women are going to college. 60%. 60%. And not only are they going to college, but they have a higher likeliness to complete their degree. Or maybe and get higher education. Right, get higher education. There was an episode of Boston Public Radio yeah. where they were asking about this concept of education and dating pools. And a bunch of women called in. And they were like, I have this issue where I'm having trouble finding guys that are on my level. And so... One of, the things, higher, right, yeah, one of the things that we value post-pandemic in terms of dating, there's research on this, is emotional maturity. Sadly, in the case of Newport, you have a lot of educated, young professional women, and then you have a lot of guys who are, not to say that if you're a laborer, you're dumb, but work at bars. They're not bars. economically attractive yes. to those women. And, yeah. honest, and a lot of them have lower emotional, emotional maturity. So, so they fall, in the, they the fall in the burner category. Maybe I'll fuck you, but you're not sustainable. So here, we just talked about emotional maturity and then said, maybe I'll fuck you. And here's where I combat this because, and I tell you girls like tend to date guys three to seven years older because of a maturity yeah. thing. But he, here's where I, I I understand this, but like when they're 22, 23 years old, banging your hot Argentinian friend over there, they give a fuck about emotional maturity? Yeah, no. no he, he was, so here we go. So so like, here we go. There's the Chad, doesn't give a fuck about his his economic prospects. Yeah, but that's just fucking though. Like if you're in a relationship, you need emotional maturity. Because you got to actually like, live, also, you got to live with that person. You got to live with that person. I'm fucking, I'm doing well. I think I, like, have a, like, I might have a chance, you know what I mean? And then they get tossed. And they're trying to figure out why they get tossed. Well, well, the thing is, here's the guys where, like, a lot of guys will just, like, they, they've never experienced genuine desire. And I, I recommend guys do it. Like, I'm talking about the second you sit on a couch, a girl tackles you and starts, like, going at mm-hmm. you. Like, at least once or twice in your life. Yeah. Maybe not every girl is going to do that for you, unless you're an Argentinian rugby guy. 
<laughs> Sorry to pick on anybody, love you. You know, but like you're, you're, you know, but here's the thing. And so it's sort of like, I recommend it, but the, the point is, and some guys will be like, uh, they'll, they'll say, like, Neil, I banged this girl, but I couldn't get commitment out of her. And it's because, I'll tell you why, not because of uh, emotional maturity and shit like that, because she had that genuine desire. And this is why guys get the respectability issue wrong. They say, hell, in order to fuck women, they have to respect you. It's like, well, no, because, no, no, no. like, they banged you, but she they're not giving you, too. you... Well, too. <laughs> but they, they didn't want to give you commitment because they didn't. They found something about you not re- respectable in that manner. But guys would say, well, I still got the lay. Yeah, you're still getting the lays. But, but that's like, just how guys... But it's also not... Like, it's a, it's a sustainable thing of, like, well, that's, like, not... But I like this one, and it's like, yeah, so, like, you have to work on some of your... I, I call it the beta bucks, or, like, the beta side of hot burgundy, which is, like, the retention aspect. So you're deficient in that area if a girl isn't sticking like around. Like, keeping them around. Keeping yeah, them around. Yeah, like, you want to keep her around. You gotta be so long-term. Like, you gotta keep long-term. Maybe the basement apartment, it's time to upgrade. Yeah, and like, maybe the basement apartment. It's time to upgrade. <laughs> to an attic apartment. Or, like something, or like your like oh five, you know, Dodge beat up thing. Yeah, it's like it's time to upgrade it, or you know, maybe it's time to start ironing your shirts, like or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, like your your clean cool hobby job thing that she found exciting isn't going to keep them around. So, like, you're getting to a point here, you've spun plates and you've done that, but you want some of these girls to, to hang around to keep fucking you, basically. Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> and that's the whole that's the whole concept right. I think of of sustainability, you know what I mean? Because unfortunately, like the opposite sex thinks more long term than we innately do. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We're we're more short term. We're more we're short. more we're very we're more short term. We yeah. don't do any vetting. We're like, are you hot and are you available? Like, yeah, that's about dick, it. Dude. We're just thinking about a dick. No, that's it's it. see here's the thing. Guys that say they think with their dick, it's it's not necessarily that. It's just like it's just biology. It's your biology. It's your biology. Yeah, it's exactly. Because it is men, they want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. It's how we're hardwired. And so to be like Guys that want a white knight, I'm not. It's not about sex, sweetie. It's not like those guys who just like big. No, but you think sex? Hey, sex you want to go? But, but there are other things. Yeah, but but some, some guys do sit that way. That's how they sit. Yeah, that's how they sit. Yeah. But I also think that that's why girls are very wary of that. Emotional, but I also think emotional compatibility, like personality compatibility, and also sexual compatibility, are very two important pillars. Yeah, like, like imagine you just you just banged an absolute hottie, right? And you wake up the next day, and she's just like. Like, she's just, like, the antithesis of you. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, every, yeah. pet, every pet peeve you have, she just perfectly executes. Perfectly executes. You're, you're not going to be emotionally compatible. Like, yeah, who's, like, completely Philistine, indifferent, is there any shit? Philistine. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah like, no, I don't, just, I, like, what, what do you mean? Like Philistine is, like, indifferent to culture and, and like... Um, Dude, isn't that kind of racist thing? It's the Philistinians? <laughs> no, no, it's a Philistine. It's indifferent to, like, culture and philosophy and history. Yes, yes. Like, I, I like, those types that's of... Why people, yeah, she's like, going to bore the fuck out of you. You're not going to want to have sex with her. No, 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 here's the thing. Like, in my hip, like... Like I like I seem like a very extroverted guy, but I've told you this before. Like I'm very much an ambivert, which is like me too. Like extroverted and introverted. If somebody like fucks with my like introverted moments, like and just oh, like, tries, oh god, that like, best I, like, like, one of their own chairs. Like let me do my thing. I gotta get my escape in. Like, I gotta don't I have to worry about what I'm doing or thinking about or meditating. It's like it's, I'm know. doing. I'm doing me. Like yeah. I, I unfortunately was talking and kind of seeing a person like like that and I it was it was hard to be able to like grow boundaries. Like what are you thinking? Like, tell me it. Like I don't know. Like 
You're not. You, you just interrupted it. It's killed like my whole thoughts. Spend every moment with me because, like, if oh, we I don't have some independence. My, I, I asked my ex one time what she thought of me after she first met me because I wasn't like I wasn't as like funny and to, like towards her like the first time she thought I was brooding and I'm like oh it's You're not brooding. bad brooding like it, it's like you know. Deep in thought. Deep thought and oh, 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 brooding, brooding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was like, she wasn't wrong about that, to be quite honest. Like, you know. She, she had the look. No, that's how I am as well. Mm. That's why I'm switching up my game. Me and Amir were talking about this. How, like, you can't, you can't, like, you can't spam talking to girls. Yeah. You gotta pick your shots. You At know? the gym, like, and especially, yeah. like, you can't You gotta spam pick your moments. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. have to be discreet. And even if it's a place you go to often, like, you're a church or wherever the heck it is, like, you know, Social gatherings, yep. thing. Just be careful, cause like girls talk, they look around, they like yeah. you, you know. Also, you're gonna run, if you fuck up, you're gonna run into them often. That gets awkward. So like yeah, and say so we one of those hot girls at the gym. Yeah, you guys muck it out, right? And then like you know, awesome. but like like you said, she she hits everything that you can't stand, and uh, then like comes up to you and wants to like talk to you at the gym, and then she gets the vibe that you you were just a fuck boy, and it's like. Uh, it's not like the end of the world, but you don't nah, have to see her on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's sort of like... It kind of just goes away. It's like you forget about it. Yeah. Because they're not in your life anymore. It's like, you know... It's easier to like, you know, kind of like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Out of sight, out of mind. See, like, the interesting thing is the girls in, in college, like, would, I keep thinking about an Argentinian friend, but they kind of knew he was like high in demand. Like, they just fucking... Right. They knew He's he also unique. unique. Yeah, I mean, like... You know, know what I mean? Unique to the pool. We had a couple... So, South Bay has a lot of... Gets a lot of students from Asia, but occasionally we get Irish foreign exchange students, yeah. women. They're in higher demand. Oh, and then we got a awesome. British guy one time. He, he literally could have pulled any, anybody if he wasn't as clueless what's, as he was. What's crazy is, is if we went to another country, that's how it would be for us. Depends like, on the dude, country. if you're making if you're making all right money in America, you can probably bang like if you go to Columbia, some of the hottest yeah, girls. Yeah, you, were, you, you, were, you went to Asia. You, no, fuck that. If you went to like Eastern Europe, some parts of South America. Yep. Yeah, in the Western Asia. countries, it would be harder. Yeah, Asia. Asia. Yeah, some parts of Asia. Dude, my cousin came back with a wife from Asia. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, dude, you just wheeled over dude, there. Some of those, the girls love love Americans. Some of the girls from like Africa that are legit from Africa got. Yeah. Banging bodies. Oh, yeah. Like, they're thick banger. Fun, I hit on that Rwandan chick. At the oh! She had a banger. And she was like... She oh, was the really shit. dark black girl? She wasn't really dark. Like, no. No, she's, she's pretty, she's pretty oh, little. Oh, the other... There's a light skin one. Please don't say it's a preference. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, oh, there's, of course, a preference. Like, well, I mean, like, four. Not a Pale, gay. translucent. Yeah, she was like... She was just like average black. She wasn't that dark. It was after the province pretty small, but she had a banger of a body going. Like, she... Like, yo... Oh, I know who you're talking about. At Macy's. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was like, I, I was like, I, I had to get this girl. Yeah, of course. And she was like giggly feminine. It went nowhere, but I'm like, dog. Like, so That's at least you said, I see girls from like Kenya, Nigeria, Rwanda. I'm like, yo, they yo. got the God-given goods. I'm like, I'm in with the skin, sweet. I'm done with yeah. the brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. You go black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, yeah. like, it's so funny. I, I talk to folks that, like, I have a lot of my, my, People that are like I'm friends with, like while we've been friends with, they're like, yes, we do like people of color and black people better, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it just for me, even if it's like I'm not getting the W. You age like, well, like, you know, at least for the culture, man. You guys ate like the the, the 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 because the melanin in your like, yeah. it, it helps like it protects you against it. But so I also think there is there is, and like I don't want to hear your thoughts about this. There is based on sort of like the culture in the United States and this country and like. 
you know, pig jerky and things like that, right? There is some tangible shared life experience of being like, hey, you guys couldn't vote at one point. We couldn't vote at one point either. You right, know? right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's some, like, thing. Well, not, not really them. Like, they could, they could always vote. vote. I mean, women you're talking about? When they're 18. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, right. I mean, like, at one point they didn't have, in history, they didn't have the right to vote. Yeah. Yeah, and but like, that's like the same woman. It's a completely different group well, of women. But also, like, black people didn't have, like, the right to vote either, you know what yeah, I mean? Black, so yeah, they're, so they're just completely some, different groups. Two different groups, but there's a shared sense of, like, not that you're the same. No, okay, I'm phrasing this wrong. I think you're the same, but there's a shared sense of, like, we're on the same team, per se. Yeah, I mean, I... You know what I, I mean? Yeah, it's not no, like I've definitely like, seen, most seen people Most minority groups in the United States are, like, boys with each other, you know what I mean? Nah, dude, minorities like, are fucking more racist than white people, dude. <laughs> what? what the fuck, dude? So many minority groups hate each other. Dominicans and Puerto Ricans fucking hate each other. Well, they're their own group, but, like, Dominicans are black people. Dominicans are what? Dominicans are black people. They I mean, like, like each other? other the, the, dude, even some black people don't like each other. Like, Liberians don't like... like apparently, the, Nigerians just fucking suck, which <laughs> I have no idea. But no, a lot of black man. people don't. Like, they're just okay, crazy yeah, there, there's, there's colorism, and we... You can talk about that. Well, no. But okay. I think in context to being minorities, right? It's like, okay. Yeah, if you're like upper are, class and been to college, this, yeah. The experience of black people that come from the Caribbeans or Africa that like have different values is different mm-hmm. than the experience of black African Americans yes. in this country. Yeah. It's it's like because the stats show it out. They have a completely different thing. They have different culture. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's just like different things. Like, yeah, it's, it, you can't compare it, like, it necessarily because they may come from two parent households. That are strict and, and promote like education and things like that. Yeah. Or just discipline. Honestly, yeah, I discipline. think it's more. I think it's more with discipline yes. than immigration. I also think though the part of the crisis of and Thomas Sowell kind of gets this of like you know unfortunately like black culture in the United States right is that oh, man that element of discipline that's in original more originalist you know, person of color cultures around the world, when it comes to the United States, just ends up getting unfortunately erased. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Which, I is, which, is super, which is super sad. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Because I also think part of it is like, man, when some structures like are making your day harder, sometimes you just want to relax. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know it's I mean? like that for everybody. Mm. Though, you know, that's not, that's like no excuse. Mm. But you know, here's the thing. Point. We talked about not being able to vote. I was actually born in Lebanon. I'm a citizen of... of oh, I know you were born there. Yeah, oh, the country of Lebanon. And about 10 years ago, I wanted to go vote. And I was going back there to vote. And, and this is how shady it gets with the politics there. Like, they held up my passport, so I wasn't able to vote. Like, you know, black people in America say, like, you don't know how that experience... No, other cultural experiences. Yeah, like, no, I actually yeah. fucking do. Yeah, yeah. I was actually detained. I had my passport taken from me. That was the Mossad, dude. They were just trying to... Probably. 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 They're, They're all up in Lebanon. It was probably Hezbollah that did it. Hezbollah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Oh, it was, you don't like them? Those no, fuck, dude, Hezbollah fucking sucks. Fuck no. Hezbollah no. You like, wait, like, who, who does your... Like, who'd your family side with in all the wars? If you don't mind me completely outing you. Yeah, like... Because people don't know about the history of Lebanon, but it was a very, very violent history in the 1950s. American guns. 70s, 80s, yeah. and, and, and 90s, and it's like honestly, like I, I side with the Christian militias, like the the Lebanese forces, and like you know, at, at one point they did have an alliance with the Israelis because like fucking the Palestinians were coming in there trying to take over shit, and they were like, well, Palestinian Muslims, I should say, you know, and it's like, it's like, I, it it boggles my mind that I hear like 
Christian like Lebanese people like in the United States that want to like say they support Hezbollah. I'm like, you're talking. That's for That's like, oh, you yeah. You're an idiot. Well, I mean, I so mean, if they're Lebanese and Muslim, though, they might. Well, the Lebanese Muslims, I, I can. Why, why would they support them though? I don't get because that. I mean, like, I'm not really educated like, on what. They're against. We're against the Western forces and uh, Israel. And da, 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 da. And like, oh, they're against. Right. Dude, I'm like, these people in Hezbollah are, are the antithesis of anything <clears throat> you believe and stand for. Like, I get not liking what the Israelis do. Yeah. Understandable, but like, mm-hmm. it's it's not you. Really what what does Hezbollah that. do? Like, what? Like, I'm not they're, really familiar Hezbollah like, is, I need to is be kind of the opposition to just be the opposition. They're just dickheads. Like they're they're an Iranian proxy now. Yeah. Bro, the Iranians have funded Hezbollah for ages. Uh, I guess a little bit about my background. Um, I'm a my degree is in political science. Right. I'm another in philosophy. Right. I'm minor in right. not the minor matters, but macroeconomics. And I'm getting my master's in IR. So when you were talking about like Hezbollah and like the whole voting thing, I was like. Well, I read about yeah. So like so so here's the thing, and it, it's it's like oh yeah, and also with the Nigerian thing, Nigerians in terms of being racist against other Nigerians, they have this concept because of like ancient land, like ancient land, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're either a settler or you're like an owner per se, mm-hmm. and that's caused this whole thing. Feudalism, like, yeah, kind of yeah. feudalism. But it's caused this whole thing where like geographically, some Nigerians hate other Nigerians. Because it's like this group immigrated like hundred, like say two hundred years ago. They just had they, just, ago, they yeah. rented our land and now they say they I've, own it. I've, I've oh, heard okay. also like other African countries and like they have animosity towards Nigerians because they're like they like there's this thing oh like the we're wars. Nigerian like we're Nigerian which is cool yeah. I mean it's a huge it's like one of the largest African countries and like the wealthiest ones right well no well, yes but it's also one of the ones that like. Yeah, they've had a lot of civil wars. Like, there's a lot of low-level brutal. That's what my friend was talking about. In, in Nigeria, yeah, yeah. because of the whole like land discriminatory citizenship well, policy. Well, like a Christian Muslim thing, but the media. There's that. Is, the media just fucking doesn't like report it well, accurately. It's, it's, like, it's like three they don't things. It. Like, oh, I never even heard of it from the fucking media. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got derogatory. You got discriminatory citizenship laws written into the constitution related oh, to land, land rights. And then you got this whole part where, like, part of the country is majority Muslim, and other parts are majority Christian, and those sides will be with each other. Yeah, it's not like a civil war. It's not. Now. Yeah, pretty much. There's always, like, three low-level civil wars going on. And this is the part that fucking kills me about it. Like, and I mean, it's not a call to arms, but, like, the Muslim brotherhood, they'll come up and take arms, and they don't give a fuck what country or what dispute it is. They're like, we just have to support our, uh, our Muslim brothers. And it's like... It's it's been centuries since Christians have that since the Crusades to come yeah. and like defend yeah, fellow. Fuck over it. Like like well, here's the thing. It's like you need to like sometimes like your your brethren are getting beat up here. Like you get what I'm saying? Yes, like, for the boys. Yes, yeah, sometimes you gotta like you know like listen in in uh, Armenia like a year ago when it was going on there yeah. was Lebanese dudes that went. They're going on Karabakh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They fight, I mean, which yeah. also oh which that conflict also is one of those weird ones where it's like Azerbaijan it was between. You know, Bro, Armenia. Turkey supported Azerbaijan in trying to pull an Armenian genocide like round two. Dude. They've been doing and, it. Yeah, yeah, for years. And they actually like transported captured ISIS fighters into the region, which is <laughs> fucking whack. But then Russia is like, oh, Armenia will help you. They and didn't just, do shit. And it's this ploy to just take Armenian like land. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't do and shit. Then, then, Putin didn't. Russia Armenia says, won? No, no. They nah, got, yeah, bro, smart. it was really sad. Uh, fuck. Turkey and Turkey smart. sold uh, Azerbaijan drones, and then Russia sold them artillery, and then Russia was selling weapons to the Armenians too. 
but they sell weapons to the Armenians at a lower cost, but they also give them shittier stuff. <clears throat> so you'll see videos where the Azerbaijanis are literally sending drones up to spot want, artillery. We don't want Putin's um, interest in the fucking Middle East to be sabotaged, you know, with the pipelines and shit, so it's like... The Wagner group's all up in that shit, too. You know, it's like, a lot of my friends, a lot of, like, because I happen to be Orthodox, and, like, Orthodox Americans mm. think, like, Putin is based. I'm like, no. No, he's not. not. He's an elitist. He doesn't give a fuck about but, you. He's anti-woke. You know, oh, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. But, but that doesn't make him based. But, like, but here's the thing, like, I don't think anti I wouldn't say it's like anti-woke. Exactly He's just fucking right hates work. homosexuals and other races. Well, that's the whole thing. Russia has legalized domestic violence. Is it? Though? Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, it's the Russian, The Russians, it's Vladimir Putin, like, with his influence in the Duma, ruled that domestic violence is a internal, is an internal issue. So now, if you know you're getting beat, if your husband's beating you up in Russia and the wife calls the cops, the cops won't do anything. So let me ask you a question. I mean, even in places that is like what Italy, the Western like media has reported, but what I'm saying is that is it that that or is it that actual men have authority in their lives and in their families over there, where in the West men have very little authority in that? Because to quote Rolo Tomasi. I don't, you know, the author of yeah, the rational yeah, yeah. male. Yeah. He was saying, like, you know, men don't have the authority to affect the responsibility in marriage in, in the United States because it's essentially like building a house on land you don't own. So it's a complete uh-huh. reversal of that in Russia. And so the media is like, oh my God, a guy will fucking. Yeah, no, the media could certainly be lying about it. But I do believe that just because people in Russia I know dudes, got away right? with beating and, the fucking shit out and, of a okay, guy and murdering him with rocks. Right. Uh, but yeah. I also think, as, a, as, yeah, but I also think as, as guys and where we are in the 21st century, like, we should be, we should be more rational than violent. Yeah, so of course. You know what I mean? Of course. Well, violence is rational. What violence is right in some cases? Yeah, in, yeah. in some cases. Yeah, but I don't think in cases where it's like you should be able it's to talk, you should be able to talk things out with your significant other. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. So Come so on. like here, here's the thing. Like Russia's going to be Russia. Like they're. But gonna, also, yeah. The reason why I also don't consider like I don't think Putin's base at all is because we have we are dealing with an issue in the United States where we're fighting, where we're dealing with a, a rise of. Religious ethno fascists. Where? <clears throat> in so, Ukraine? No, no, no. In the United States. Like the 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 the, 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 the Marjorie Taylor Greene of the world. You think she's an ethno fascist? Ethno fascist. Now here's here's my reasoning for this. <clears throat> the, the what is the highest? What is of religion? What is the highest precept of religion? It would depend on the religion. Oh, yeah, well, what's what's if you think of the teleology of like, like the purpose what is of religion. forgiveness, what like, is the highest precept? Forgiveness, it is salvation. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. above all, love is the thing, right? right. Salvation. But we also can't make God. We have free will because mm. no one can. Be, God can't force us to love Him, right? He never does. Yeah. He never does. Yeah. He's a respecter. So of why man. is it that you have a mind, you have a group that's trying to institute a dogma? Which, on, 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 which dogma is Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to institute? I'm saying, and this is not a thing. Okay, so it's the abs. It's the fact. Okay, so and I'm. This is. I'm not rambling because no, I don't like. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. Well, let me. Let me put this in. I'm not anti-religious. Right. I think religion. I think religion is good. 
but you shouldn't for like you shouldn't legislate you you, can, you should not legislate morality. I don't think it's a good idea. I also don't. But then wouldn't true. you be able to? You wouldn't be able to legislate murder at that point, right? Or right. any it, or anything anything today. anything at all. Well, but here, that's morality. Here's the thing: if you're saying they can't legislate morality, I, I think in I some think cases you shouldn't legislate morality. You shouldn't you shouldn't legislate morality via religion. I think that's a bad pathway. You know what I mean? Because think about it: like you have it other religions in the United not. States that not you know where the beliefs are not. They don't line up. Something, some things aren't objective, is what you're saying. Yeah, there's some, there's a little wiggle room. There's a little bit like. Well, there should there should be for society bit, to function. There needs to be a little bit. Wiggle yeah. Room. Now my whole thing is spirituality, religion, fine. Except I don't like the fact that you should never push it on somebody. In order for you know to acquire a love of God, mm-hmm. you need to work for it to yourself. Right. And I find that there are forces in this country. They're trying to very much, and even in cases legislate, push it that hey, everybody should be religious and everybody should be this particular religion. Well, do you find that to be a response to some of the just like the fringe elements of the left that are so like I think it's a response, yeah, antithetical, like just like wokeness and like you know transgenderism, CRT, you know um, things that is. It, it, it's it's like this thing that where where it's like these two collectivized agendas where they undermine the sovereignty of the individual, either side of the coin. You think both undermine the sovereignty? So, yeah, okay, at, okay. at some point. Do you yeah. do you think both undermine the sovereignty of the individual? Yes, but okay. I, I think my but my response to this is, is slightly different. Okay, we all in in in. in there's a couple of things to like parse out here, right? Right. And so, when I think we're we're all spiritual people, right? Mm-hmm. I would find myself I'm more of a Thomist. So a what? Thomas Aquinas, Thomism. Okay. Yeah. The rationalizing. The, of it, right? Yeah. Right. And so, in the Summa Theologica, he lays out this this argument using teleology <laughs> that. Teleology, innately, most things that are created are good. The nature of evil is evil is antisocial. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Because it brings you away from the community. Brings you away from God. But yeah, yeah. what's God, community. But then also science, like if the universe is rationally ordered, science is science and scientific discoveries should be taken as continued evidence of God. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Exactly. It would be a revelation. Yes. Yes. And so, it right, is a re- revelation. revelation. Naturally, I think part of God's design is if love is the highest thing, naturally when you lean towards that, there's a pluralization of the types of well, people. God is the highest thing. He is. He is the highest thing. How do we get that? We get that through love, through forgiveness. Through, through love, love, through forgiveness. forgiveness but right? also, I think, it, yeah. a pluralization of realizing that we're all humans and we all have an innate dignity. Yeah, and we get those from Judeo-Christian values. That right, but I don't even just Judeo-Christian. Like the three Abrahamic religions and other ones have them too. Well, they they, uh-huh. they have they they borrow like there's a there's a perennialism of like you know he, here's the thing like because like I'm I I'm, I I actually I'm I'm sort of not 
a big Thomas Aquinas fan because I come from the East, and so like we have more of a mystical approach. Yeah. So we don't rationalize things. It's more. Uh, it's more. It's more direct. Well, not it's even more direct. direct. It's more like just ambiguous, and like we're not going to define it for you in such a, a step. It's, it's more. It's more. We call them the mysteries of God. We, we can't number them. It's like yeah, God. There's many. God is the unknowable knowable to us. Yeah. It's it's so like well, it's the fact so that above. Some, yeah. But I think those mis- those questions even. <laughs> exists within the, the reason science of God per se. Because like quantum entanglement. If you have two particles on vast distances of space and for some reason when you spin at particle A, particle B spins too and mm-hmm. we have no idea how it works. That's some freaking that's some like God science right there. Right. We don't get it. Like the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. And it's it's sort of like people sometimes and, and I get why they, they have this um they have this um what do you call it? Adversarial relationship yeah. with with science, but it's not science. It's what it is. Jason, is the linear materialism that is vast, and that's like, oh, it's only the material world that counts. And yeah. it's like, there's because if we cut each other open, we're not going to see spirit. We're not yeah. going to see free will. Like it's not it's a in, thing. It's, it's somewhere in here. It's, it's not a contingent. Pra- yeah, it's not. It's not even in here. It's it's like it's just something that like is is not temporal like the, the like and this is why socrates talked about this like the one and the many mm-hmm. it's like these are all the forms a table a chair a computer these are the forms but yeah. where did they come from where did they all there's a transcendent higher good right yeah. that they well, all which, emanate which from which you think we all know about the higher good i think part of the thing about like human conflict is we wonder how we might get there right most, as we all heard the phrase, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, right. But you know what I mean? Right, right. But I also think that the journey to God needs to be something, the journey of spirituality needs to be something that an individual willingly undertakes, not one that they're pressed into. You can't, yeah. You can't. So, so, here's, and so here's the thing, though. And, and you said that, like, you can't, you have to go willfully because that, that's willfully. the thing. It's like the joining of the two yeah. wills, God's will, your will, the free yeah. will. And once there's a synergy in that, then, like, a transformation happens. Like, you, you see it over time, like, and, you know, we all have those people that, like, converted to whatever and they just, like, they never shut up about it and, like, they, they accost everybody. It's like, but then there's the people that, like, incrementally change who they are and then you see that and you're like yeah. they don't gossip or swear or like they're yeah. calm they're I feel like, like those those are the truly religious people right yeah. if you what I find is you have people who are very very religious and out there and they're like oh man I go to like I go to church every day I give so much to the church I'm such a good they're just signal and you find they're that there's you, 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 yeah, yeah. you find that there's some of like the, the worst people I feel like that's that's the type of they're full of dead men's bones. That's yeah, Christ says to the Pharisees. Yeah, I feel like there's a large wave of people who want to do religion as virtue signaling and get other people on. But the it's not train. even religion anymore. It's just like whatever Everything. is on the left Everything. now. It's like you've also, you've, you've had, and it's on the right that kids do. It's like censorship. It's like how did you have this racist thought? It's like this person made a mistake. Like yeah, people they, they they deserve to be forgiven. Exactly. Like, if they cancel culture is a terrible idea, right? right you know right, what? I agree with that. Yeah. But I also, and maybe not necessarily a left thing, but I also think if, if God does love everybody, if God does love everybody, it naturally yields some pluralism. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think if we could really talk to God, I don't think you would hate gay people. You know what I mean? 
No, like I, I would hope not. I, would I, you, I don't think you would. God doesn't suck. hate. Like God, God but I also think I'm like, but also I'm like, okay, just hate I'm like, okay, like, why would you hate on one particular like, okay, person? Church, why you got a big issue with no this? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what God can't say. Not so much gays or this or that. He, it's the hypocrisy. Yes, I those know. those because he says like, in, there's remember when in Christ in one of the sermons is the last name of the Pharisees. He's yeah. saying. You don't enter the kingdom of heaven, and you prevent others from entering the, the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. You make them twice the son of, uh, of the product. You make them twice the son of Gehenna. How would you not escape the fires of Gehenna? Because it's like you mint and tithe, like, lesser matters of, of the law. And, like, all this stuff. And people are like, but he's rebuking them. And I, it, it's like, I can't hear this. It's like, no, dude. There's certain people that needed to be smacked around. And, like, that were doing, that were... <clears throat> Uh, putting these yokes on people that were unfair and that they were full of shit, basically. Yeah. And so he comes around and he doesn't necessarily say, okay, just, you know, like, everything is permissible. He says, like, let's repent, let's, yeah, let's forgive, know. let's become, like, attain the likeness of God type of things. He's saying, don't follow the Pharisees because they're not going to attain it, right? Yeah. And then, and then also, like, you know, don't go stray off way too far from that as well and reject everything, right? <clears throat> My issue, my issue is like, you know, also getting back to United States politics, we fundamentally have the separation of church and state, right? right? And my issue is if we break down that wall, there are people, like, I am agnostic, right? Right, I'm agnostic, I'm, but I'm, I'm Lutheran, right? You know what I mean? We need, in order for even really every religion to remain valid, there has to be people that like, let me, that let me, cha- let me respectfully challenge you. Yeah. Right? And when we lose those folks, or when we try to put religion down people's throats, the effect isn't what the Lord desired. And see, I also think, <clears throat> and that's why I kind of use that, that's why I don't use religion exactly, that's why I use the term ethno-fascist. I think that's a cool term. I've never heard that before. I do think it, actually, let me, I, I, it, when you said that, I knew exactly let what me, you were let saying. Me, let me do some of my historicism, because we're not the only country that has, has had to deal with ethno-fascism. Italy, Germany. Italy, Germany, but yeah. Japan particularly. Yes. Mus- Mus- Mussolini was religious as well? I know not, Japan No, was. not because it's always religion, but the goal of ethnofascism is to create a monoculture. Yes. A monoculture. You have to embrace the, the, the CCP and it can only be this monoculture, which is the China of Xi Jinping, which is yeah, a, it, new, it is a new type of Maoism. No, exactly. It is, it, is a, it is a monoculture. Yeah. And here's the thing that I always say about communism, right? Communism is an economic system. But the nature of the communist economic system lends itself to authoritarianism. Yes. It's an authoritarian Because yes, someone needs to organize it's it. It's not exactly authoritarian ideology, but it's the fact that it's a planned economy. When you put that, you place that in a country in a government structure, lends itself towards authoritarianism. But couldn't you say the same thing about interventionism? Because interventionism also requires someone to enforce the interventions. Like, they have to have the authority to enforce them. 
Well, here's the thing, like, you know, Adam Smith in um, The Wealth of Nations talks about how the merchant class and the political class must stay separated. Yes. But they have to be regulated. And what would we have done in the United States and other countries? We fucking merge them, which is all, which is we get corporatism. What is that? Corporatism. You get, you get special interest groups. Mm-hmm. You get pun, um, not pundits, but like um, you get lobbyists. Lobbyists, right? Yeah. What is, you know where the lobbyist comes from? I never knew, knew this, but in the British Parliament, yes, there was a lobby. There was like where members they could, could wait. Out. So you're either a member of parliament or you were a lobbyist because you were waiting in the lobby of the you parliament. You were waiting for them to come yeah, out. Yeah, I like, never knew no, that. Bro, it's, yeah, lobbyists are salespeople. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's all they are. Yeah. Well, they're fucking bribers. But I think, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, we, we took attention. So I guess you, you know a little bit of my thought, right? And so when I look at the issue that we're kind of dealing with with people attempting to create monocultures in the United States, right? Those, they're cut from the same cloth as the folks in Russia, the Putin regime, which is trying to create a monoculture in Russia. In Russia. But here's the thing. Like, but what about like Zelensky getting in bed with those the, the neo-Nazis in, as well? Because they seem like that's, that, that's a dangerous thing. That's a complicated thing. And, 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 and here's the thing. Now, and I'm not excusing that either. Right. But I, I'm trying not to take sides in this yeah. because like, you know, I know. So he was actually okay. my response to this. What people don't have you ever heard of uh, Alexander Dugan? Yes. Like in yeah. the in the turn in the turn theories? Well, my friend told me about him and like here's the thing about like where they say it's a it's a like, you know, it's a religious country, but Alexander Dugan from what one of my good friends told me, he's a historian, that he's like very pagan in some of his ideas. Mm-hmm. So like it's very, like very pagan. Yeah, like it's they, they uh, use they they, they want to use the church as like this. Like, they want to use the church right. as a and mechanism they, yeah, to right, establish like, a monoculture. Like in in some sense, and like you know, like the, the church has to be careful and navigate. And the thing is about the patriarch of Moscow, and I think what cut to many people is he said the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, which is basically Russia and the West, is a metaphysical war because it's seen as a fight between like na- like yeah, nationalists. Yes. Or the ones that want to conserve tradition versus the West and their like sort of globalized agenda type, you know, and it's 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 struck at some people that he would call it a metaphysical con- conflict. I see that point, and I see that, but then you also got to consider the concept of like state sovereignty as well. Now, talking about Russia, Russia has long had an issue with neo Nazis. Yeah, they, yeah. They, the Wagner Group, mm-hmm. Russians. Private military mercenaries that are run by Dmitry, uh, by Yevgeny Prigozhin, a Russian oligarch. Their leader, Dmitry Utkin, is a neo is a known neo Nazi. That's why the group is called the Wagner Group. Wagner, but it's group. in Russia. It's in Russia. So they follow the music. Does it have anything to do with um, the the composer Wagner? Yes, like... because the Nazis appropriate Wagner wasn't a Nazi. But the Nazis appropriated Wagner's music. Well, they appropriated Wagner's music, and they also appropriated the. I thought he was a Nazi. I thought he was an anti-Semite. No, no. Wagner didn't start out his life as. But also, they appropriated the writings of Friedrich Nietzsche. Yes. Yeah, and that's just the Obermans. Yeah. Now, Russia's problem with me, like Russia, has a May Day parade to celebrate its victory over the Nazis, right? When it willingly employs. Nazis in its in the tires in its that's what I didn't get in its special you know within its special operation forces within its military. Now Ukraine does have a problem. The Azov Battalion 
the is a far-right group. But as one researcher, um, Jake Hanrahan, and the Bellingcat Institute compared them, the Wagner group are, are neo-Nazis. The Azov Battalion are more like Proud Boys, and we don't like the fact that they got enshrined into Ukraine's National Guard. But during the Maidan and the election of, of Zelensky, the far right only won 3% of that vote. Only three percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're a minority within. Has it come out that Ukraine was a very corrupt country, government, and, and Zelensky and his. Oh, it was a, a it lot was, of money gets flown. It was corrupt. So Victor, it was corrupt. Victor Yanukovych was a Kremlin puppet. That's where you had the. Crew. So that's where what Putin thought he was going to do, and if he had just stayed in the Donbass, because those people in the Donbass ethnically believe themselves to be Russian, it's like let them be Russian, and then there was a that's war also, That's also shaky as well, a little well, bit. Well, here's the thing, and I think what happened was he became he got some bad information from some of his advisors that he's well, fired. Putin also general. has cancer. Does he have cancer? Yes. Yes. Is, I thought he was more healthy. No, we confirmed that. U.S. intelligence has confirmed that Putin has cancer. A, a terminal cancer. Terminal. So he's gone crazy. He's gone crazy. The issue is, is that Russia has always had this plan. If you look at like the concept of hybrid warfare, that. I think that's hybrid warfare. The issue is, they were going to do this piecemeal. The Donbas, fuck with the United States. So you know the Americans have their own internal problems, and then slowly, 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 fuck with the governments of Eastern Europe. Maybe get them to turn away from the rest. Putin getting sick has had to accelerate those plans. And that's why we've got this very, very botched invasion of Ukraine. Well, he thought he was going to be welcome as a hero. He thought he was just going to roll. He, he thought, thought he was going to move. He thought Zelensky he was going to do a light. He thought he was going to make a blitzkrieg for Kiev and, yeah. force, Kiev and force a change of government. That didn't happen. It didn't. Because as we see, the majority of Ukrainians don't feel great about their traditional Russian big brother. Some of them don't. Some, some of them, some, I would say the majority don't. The, um, the Don Pops people aside, but I would say the majority no, don't. No, yeah, because like it, it mirrors the situation between Lebanon and Syria. Mm -hmm. like, there were centuries of tradition, but like this happened with the Syrian occupation. Like, you can say at yeah, one point there, there was a brotherhood. Okay, there's like similar cultures, but like they came to sort of like dominate and say like this is Syria the Great sort of reviving that but and it's it, like I was just explaining it's like you know like Syria has its history and yeah. Lebanon has its own history. history and it was like considered the Levant at one point yeah. but that was like a, a period in history it wasn't like for you know what I'm saying yeah. so I get it where some Ukrainians may feel like a little like big brother coming in here to slap you around it's like what well, Lebanese you people gotta, from, you yeah. also gotta look at the Soviet history too yeah like, it's a genocide millions of people were fucking killed like yeah. taking a Siberia yeah. putting concentration camps yeah. and then also a ton of Ukrainians when Russia had its adventurism during the Cold War, a bunch of Ukrainians became conscripts. The plan, there's a plan called Seven Days to the River Rhine, which, uh, it's a Russian, it was actually leaked by Poland that details what would happen if Russia got into a nuclear war with NATO. And part of the plan, Seven Days to the River Rhine, basically involves sending in a bunch of Chechens, Ukrainians, and Polish troops first. The, the plan part one calls for the nuking of various areas, and then it involved basically. Then they're like, the Russians are like, we're gonna send 
the Ukrainians, the Poles, the Chechens, all sort of the, the, the lesser people in the Soviet hierarchy in first. We'll send in all those conscripts first. When was this plan leaked? This plan like, was Like, is it a leaked. recent one, or is it a, like a... No, it's reasonably old. It was leaked in... 2006. Oh, that's pretty new still, I feel it's, like. It's, it's For something like that, like, to have their whole plan, but, uh, if it is a real leak, you know, that's a big deal. Do you think it was Agprop? No, because the Russian the Russians were pissed. So the they Russian, were legit. Okay. They were, it was legit. How did it get leaked? So basically, you know how Poland kind of like was like, you know what, we were kind of feeling... They started looking more towards the West. Yeah, I heard you know, Poland loves America. Like, Poland, they'll just Poland do anything really likes American government. And, you know, Poland has really close ties with a lot of the you know, EU nations and stuff like that. When that happened, and the Russians are actually almost... The Russians during the Cold War threatened to invade Poland. Yeah. They were very close. After Poland, uh, it, once it was secured in the arms of, of Europe and the West, Poland, Poland was like... You know what? We're gonna secure. We're gonna secure this friendship, and we're gonna leak you some Soviet documents. Yeah. And they publicly leaked them. And the Polish Prime Minister at the time was like, "Here's why I'm leaking this. This plan is terrible. It, there's a heart. There's a heart in this plan." You know what's interesting is you talked about Poland loving America, but Poland seems to be moving well, towards loving Poland. But it, it seems like Poland is a is a. Like traditionalist country that is like you know strongly Catholic, yeah, and monarchically interested in. So it's interesting that they would be friends with the West if they they don't really well, stand for like. Well, a lot of the West, a lot of the West, well, still is the, the Soviets are godless. Yeah, I mean they hate the Soviets, but it's uh, like the Poles flipped almost. Would they, you? Would they, you like it went from left to right in Russia? Well, I yeah, it's still authoritarian. It's still authoritarian, but they're just. They're just using something else they're for the authoritarian. Something else. They're using something else. And we consider it right wing based on just how, like like our, what? our political like spectrum of left and right. You know where that right. came from? The French the, the not French. the the French Parliament. The French Parliament. Our, our our concepts of left and right, like America is innately center left. But if you like right, but if we are, are you talking like pure population terms? No, center no. Of left. What I'm saying, which I'm, which I'm comparing is, I'm comparing America's political spectrum compared to the political spectrum of the rest of the world. Oh, okay. America's okay. left, yeah, and right, yeah, yeah, you're right, sits you're right. center left on the global political spectrum of the world. Right? Yeah, I, and yes, so yeah. The French yeah. left, the the left in France, considers our left like the center right. We gotta be like more specific. We don't mean, right. Like we gotta like I, I we gotta know. lose those words. I, feel I don't know like, what honestly. they mean anymore because it's like you you're you're like yeah. I don't like. Let's just be more Robert specific. Robert Kiyosaki has a great saying. He says there's three sides to every coin: the heads, tails, and the edge. It's yeah. like try to be the edge. Try to be the edge. Like because like because both sides are like sometimes they get too emotional and like they lose sight of rationality yeah. and like empiricism yeah. and things like that. I think we and they like. You know, I like tradition. I don't think, think it's worth losing sight of it. I don't think, think we're liars because there's always a lot of money on the table. Yeah, I, mean, and then I yeah. totally think that made us lose compromise. And now it's a winner take all game because whoever wins is gonna have access to a lot of money. Well, I, I you know, it, it's the it's all the money flow, but like you know, 
this idea, like you've also heard, like go woke, go broke. You know, like, yeah. you know, like a lot of people <laughs> I haven't going, heard that actually. Yeah, like, I've heard that. Yeah, nah, like people a, don't a, like woke shit. Though. You know, but I also like what it's a Tim Poolism. But also, I think like what do you consider wokeness? Because I consider wokeness. There's wokeness, which is very fucked uh, up. But then there's enfranchised. There's general enfranchise. Right. Well, I consider it more of like an identitarianism type of thing, like a promotion of critical race theory. Um, maybe misappropriation of some of those ideas, transgenderism, um, like the certain elements of the LGBTQ agenda sort of all get kind of uh, topped in there. I would say just... And also, like, I just think it's sort of like, at some times, it it tilts a little totalitarian. I guess what... Is is the Q I, I, an LGBTQ I, 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 for QAnon? God, yes. That we, we, we talked about this at one point. Did we? No, I've never made that joke yeah, before. You made that There's joke no before. way I've ever said yes, that. Went, no, wait, wait. You never made it on the podcast. Dude, I I think I can. Look, all right, all right. Look, right. Like, I, I, but I, I, is it? Man, we're going to have to What does the Q stand for? Oh. I just don't get the Q. Q level security clearance. Yeah. Which doesn't exist. But sort of like you're, you're asking me, and also then like you know, sort of this this idea like that we've there are like the classical liberal ideas, you know, like the sovereignty of the individual, yeah. like freedom, things like we all agree on, yeah. we all love, you know. What you I'm know saying? what I mean? Yeah, like so, I, to, like a conservatism, a true conservatism doesn't actually exist in the United States. It's like a battle. No, no, it does. Yeah. No, it does. No, no, we lost the Edmund Burke conservatives. Yeah, so like those a my, true those conservatism. True conservatism would be like a monarchy or, or tra- traditionalism. Like nah, a, nah, nah, nah. In the Greek, in the Greek, it is like a symphonia type of thing. It doesn't really. What, what you have is like. Two, I just think it's a, a house divided in the uh, United States. Can't can You know, uh, like of you. I think you can just put things on it. You can put all topics on an issue, right? Now, I also but think... Is it free or unfree? Right? Where does, who, like, who's free? Like, who, we should just speak in terms so of free and unfree, you, right? So I guess you consider more, like, conservatism, like, on the monarchic side. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see that as more of a royalist, uh, more of a royalist type leaning. I, when I think it can... Well, because a monarch, the, the ruler and the ruling class want to conserve their traditions and their culture and things like that, where in the United States that didn't happen. It was more like... I'm my, my business, you mind your business. I, you know, we have a freedom of speech. Right, and then, like, we had to go a certain way because we had to fulfill the promise of the Constitution. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like, uh, what, what's his name? The great um, philosopher, uh, Cornel West. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he talks about fulfilling, like, the, yeah, yeah. It, it took some time. I, I met him once, actually. Oh, yeah? Good, yeah. A friend of mine also met him. Yeah. He seems like a good dude. But he talks about fulfilling it, and then and initially, as time went down, we did fulfill it for like women and then mm-hmm. like the minorities. It took some time. It takes time. And it, it is it is like a stain on our history book. Like we've also corrected, yeah, corrected the, the, that. You know, the, the, the the reason and have you seen the have you seen the show Newser? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the speech that he was like, oh, you know, America isn't the greatest country in the world, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right? I because of the like literacy rates and yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. I really enjoy that. Not because it says that we're not the greatest country in the world, but when he gets to the end, his, his thesis is: Look, we are not great, but we're slightly better because we, our goal is to continue to improve. Yeah, we we basically became fat and happy. Like you that's know, the like problem. The literacy we rates, the math rates, the, the the health of people, like the well being has has like has just plummeted. Yeah, and so like you know. You know, and, and people need like the the cri- There's also these new crises um, 
popping up everywhere, but the crisis of meaninglessness is the biggest one because mm. people like you can't just like you can't fill it with hedonism and yeah. like and I also like, that's ultimately and, what it is. And you feel yeah, yeah. But I also think you know, it's not working. Oh, sorry, I agree. It's just an addiction. It's a sedation. It's a it's a it's a sedation. And the cra- the wildest thing is when bad things happen in the United States, like the crises and disasters, and like COVID happened. One of the things we were taught to do, told to do, was go and spend. You know what I mean? I think that's we were encouraged to spend. We were yeah. encouraged to the spend. government was printing money. Controversial that's- opinion: the inflation right now is Trump's inflation. It is part. He of had the yeah. lowest interest rates ever. How is it not his inflation? Well, it 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 thirty eight percent of the money in circulation was printed within like the last two years. Partly yeah, he did. Whole cold Powell's reversing the money machine. Is he? <clears throat> partly oh, so, dude. It's Ellie. Trump bucks and then and then Biden bucks and there's a whole other issue of, of Trump bucks and Biden bucks. Oh, oh my god! god. Oh my god! god. It is not just called USB that. That's the strongest currency in the world, brother. Uh, it's it's actually not. It's actually not. It's losing 1% of its value per month. So yep. it's like, Chinese renminbi is cashing up. And no, the strongest is, currency the in the world is the one that's worth the most. Oh, which, is, which, which is actually concerning me. Because uh, it is. Russia's stealing Ukrainian grain selling it. We're not going to get fertilizer for Shocker. next month. No, but, but here's yeah. my thought. One of the biggest like U.S. industries is farming, right? Oh, yeah. Agriculture. Right? Yes. Agriculture. So if we're sanctioning Russia and preventing them from like sending out their oil and their grain, why don't we use this as an opportunity maybe not to send out our oil, but dude, let's help the farmers in the Midwest get back on track and start exporting dude. U.S. grain. Dude, we Bro, help the farmers the, so let's, much with let's, the no, Let's be the homies that when the world needs food, right now, traditionally, most of the developing world gets its food from Russia. We and should, Ukraine. And they're Ukraine. the top two. Like, we, we should change that and step in and be like, bro... You don't want to buy from the Russians for ethical reasons. But Why does the United States step in? Here's where they have us fighting by, by the, our balls because we buy the products to make certain fertilizers from that, like 10% of them. And so we're not going to be it because of the sanctions on here. And it's like, I, listen, fucking uh, thousands of cattle died a couple weeks ago yeah. randomly, which never happened. That's food a plants, Food fucking plants all of a sudden being set on fire. It, it seems like there's, there's the, the WEF and the fucking... Uh, um, our, our friends at the World Economic Forum and that want to bring about the Great Reset are trying to manufacture this shit. Dude, we're going to get put on a watch list. Uh, you know, you know something? It's it's like, it, it's like, fuck left, right, whatever the fact is. It's like, dude, the, the, the globalists are coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they're trying to dominate every aspect of your life. Yeah, you know, and I, that's the part that bothers me. I, I thought about that. And you see, I think just control I think, freaks. I see globalism, I guess I see globalism Slightly differently, but it's slightly, it's it's in vain with what you say. Globalism has a dark side to it, and the dark side is you get dislocations, and you have very very rich people who have no national allegiances. Yes, and, and that's the concerning part to me, because you have people who, and I worry about this with, I worry about this with some folks, right? What happens? Secrets get you money. We know that. Keeping a secret. Keeping it, but also selling them. Selling them. It's very Machiavellian. Very, it's very Machiavellian. My fear of a globalist world from a security perspective is this inflation, not great. The fact that, um, you know, we're having a rent problem, not great. Um, the fact that, you know, even though you can't manufacture outcomes, right? The fact that our education system in some places is completely busted. 
not great. Oh yeah. It pushes an incentive. It would put it pushes an incentive to go somewhere else and sell everything you have. But where are you going to go? Where like the, the cost of living is is continuously going up in other parts of the world, unless you happen to have a chunk of change. But here's here's the thing: where like there will be pushback. I don't think they'll be able to enact their agendas like like they will yeah. because it's just like maybe one or two uh, things. Like yeah. it, it, it because. Because things are just too chaotic, and people like they will go along for a certain point, but then like they're you would hope you would yeah, hope. Yeah, it, I almost feel like there's a neoliberal economic globalism, which is not which is pretty shitty. You know, I'm I'm very much down with cultural globalism, you know, the pluralism of globalism, which is like you can laissez-passer. Laissez-passer. You can move where you need to move. Products we move from all over the world, and so that helps with world It's just like international commerce. And international commerce. It's, bringing it's, people out of poverty. It's, 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 it's everyone fucking chilling and getting rich. But That's all we want. And, and those, those are all good things, but like what happens is like they start to want to like you know tell you like what you should be like the uh, certain levels of the elites of like you shouldn't have to eat meat. No, here's soy, which is horrible for you. And like I don't think soy is that bad for you. But, well, I think it's a common misconception. But then also, it's bad for the environment, also, though. We can, we can produce meat better. There are better ways to do it. There's oh, cleaner okay. ways. There's cleaner ways. But here's the thing. Like, the way the food is made and the processed shit that we give people, mm-hmm. it's like it causes all types of health issues. The, I, the rate of autism has skyrocketed. Whoa, whoa. I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, with, with the whole autism thing. So, I've done developmental disability work. Right. I've been trained in it. Right. And the genetics of autism are interesting because autism is kind of like cancer. And that comparison, seem, that, can, that comparison seems weird, I know, but I was getting to that. It's got a high recurrence rate in the population. You know what I mean? You're never gonna, you can't cure it. Well, how did it from the 80s till now skyrocket though? That's what I was getting to that. You can't cure it and it has a natural recurrence rate. Mental but health just, is but also just like, sort of just like cancer. It can be affected by other things. So it could be an issue of the culture diagnosing it. I don't think well, there is an issue with that too, because autism Thomas pres- says that. Autism presents in men differently than it presents in women. And what we're finding is there are a lot more autistic people out there that find out later because they've either not been tested or they've been misdiagnosed. What is what is like what is autism? Because I've read a good book, uh, it was called Neurotribes, and it was all about the history of neuro, uh, autism. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what is the what is the modern testing method for it, and what exactly is the condition? It's, I it's, kind of know the condition as like a little bit of like social awkwardness. It's a, that's the whole with thing. Like, that's for Asperger's. That's, like, yeah. Why? What's the, the difference between Asperger's and autism? Is it is all fucking the one? We thing call it autism spectrum disorder because it is a spectrum. Because you got people with extreme, with extreme autism, human ASD. Where they're unfortunately developmentally corrected, which is terrible. You know what I mean? But then you have people that can function really, can actually can function really well in society, right? They actually might even have an advantage called a comparative focus. They can find an interest, maybe something for some people might be history, and they can never get bored of history. That person's gonna. Should. My younger brother's like that. He's on the right. spectrum. Right, right. Like, you know. Though, and it's weird. Those people. If the social a- if the social aspects are let's say taken care of but like educated against, they can teach them empathy and observation and 
the thing, because I also have people in my family who are, are, are on the spectrum, right. right? You can actually get some like really great outcomes, and they can live full, full fulfilling lives. Right, right. I think part of the issue now is because of the way we live, and unfortunately our chemicals, we've made the recurrence rate of autism go up, and the United States is having a real reckoning of we need to find, we need to be able to educate and support those people to move them more towards high functioning. What are the, eth hard the ethnic uh, demographics of autism? I don't really I know. I don't know. That's a great question. That's a great question, mm -hmm. and I would think, based on high recurrence rate, that is pretty even across the board. Even? Well, not, well all else equal. Mm -hmm. Even across the board. Mm -hmm. That's something to look into because I think that would, uh, if there were a large disparity, could also be like supportive evidence. I'm not saying it proves it's supportive evidence of culture affecting uh, the way diagnoses are made. That is true. Have you guys heard about uh, some some cultures do not consider like do not recognize autism as a disability. Some of them actually recognize it as a like spiritual problem. Really? Yeah. There's some cultures that think it's a uh, demonic possession. Oh, I didn't, which is that guy, that guy kind of negative. It, play, it, it gets dark. But uh, there, there are uh, psychedelic studies right, right, right now. Like, at one point, being left-handed, yeah. and I'm left-handed. So I'm not saying that. Hey, we can't you guys say that. No. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Lefties. No, it's so funny. My friend, I have a friend that I met in high school, and he went to a religious elementary school, and he's actually ambidextrous. The reason why is he's actually left-handed. And the teacher forcefully would change, would switch him his pencil so he'd write with his right hand. So he can write with both hands now. Yeah, it's how, what were the statistics about left-handed people? It's only like a very small percentage out of a thousand. It's a very small. It's percentage. like one or three percent. But I also question thought. It was like, wasn't it like three out of the last five presidents were left-handed or something like that? Yes. Oh, you guys are just gassing yourself. Whoa, whoa, here's the You just fucking gas. Oh, I'm fucking left-handed. I'm rare. Fuck me. Thought about this. Do you think maybe it's a correlation between left-handed people, but I've met a lot of left-handed folks and that seem to be have a predisposition towards intellectualism. And like, I don't know, man. I want to. Are you serious? I'm kind of. Not a hundred percent serious, but I want to see. I'd love to see some research about left-handed people and what they go on to do slash be interested in. Ah, uh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah like where, where um, like are more lawyers left-handed? No, that'd be awesome. More historians left-handed. More programmers. There's got to be a study like that. There somewhere. probably is. And well, obviously, controlling for other things would. Mm. Like, make a difference too, but yeah, that is an interesting question. Like there, there are certain like. You know, going back to, um, I don't know how we got like all. Oh, yeah, I was gonna be like, man, I'm kind of just thinking back to dating. So let's go back to, like, yeah, so we <laughs> Well, I want, before we go back see, to dating, uh, that's why I said we need two episodes for this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Two episodes? Yeah. But have you guys heard about the, uh, like, psychedelic studies for autism that are being used to help autism? Yeah, not really. So, Actually, so yeah. there's this, there's this, um, yeah. thing, MAPS, they're called the Multi Disciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. They do scientific studies with psychedelics for therapeutic uses, but they have one with um, LSD for autism. I guess the school of thought behind it is that for some people, these drugs can make them more emotionally open. Mm. And so that's what the drug kind of like helps autistic people with that. What's also interesting about, I think we should do an entire, I think we should do an entire episode on autism because it's, it's very, it's very interesting. 
I would uh, have to do more research. Do, do more research as well. Mm-hmm. Some things I'll have to send. Just send some, books, my there, There's a lot of things. We, no some, media except books. There's some research I'll have to send you as well. <clears throat> because autistic people often realize that they're autistic because when they grow up, they feel that there's a sense of being fundamentally different from the other people around them. And they can't put their finger on it. They're like, I'm different somehow, but I can't exactly put my finger on it. Like, my brain thinks in a slightly different slightly different methodologies when it comes to the same answer. And so a lot of people are like, man, I feel like I don't fit in with the rest of the crowd. It's the type of deal like, you could be in a full bar and everybody could be dancing. You could be having a good time, but you still feel for some reason like strangely, strangely separate from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's how sometimes people are led to be like, and other experiences in their life, being like, man, for some reason, I have a hard time maintaining relationships. It's like, yeah. they're like, for some reason, like, why is it that people can see certain truths that I can't, like, people... Pick up on social media. Well, why is it that peop, certain people don't pick up on truths or details that, like, I do? Because... They're, one nature, one of the autistic traits is like people are very blunt, but even if they're very blunt, they're oftentimes blunt but correct in their observations. Yes, which it's, is it's like uh, no one you can't see but you can hear better yeah. almost. Yeah, it's it's and so the thing what makes some things hard with like people with autism is they might give their friends some really hard truths. Mm. Like, well, no, because I've heard like if you like put on weight, they'll just be like they'll call you out on. There's like nothing to. I wouldn't say exactly nothing, but there's a different and it, like I said. It's oh yeah, there's not but, nothing is a cycle. Like 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 yeah, because no, um, there's a spectrum. There's some ah. people. There's a spectrum. There's some people who will be more direct with other topics, with some topics and not others. Because you like you can learn social norms. It's like okay, I understand it's rude if I call someone fat. You know what I mean. But they just have to think about the social norms more logically. They'll say, like, they won't call you fat, but they'll be like, you put on weight. They'll be like, hey, man. And yeah. And they'll be like, hey, man. Absolutely. Put on, like, a little bit of weight. Or some type of thing. So you know like, what I mean? Yeah. And it'll be... Like, what's going on here? Or like, like, what's going on, bro? Like, like, if your work is shit, they'll be like, like, some aspect of it, they'll just be like, dude. Well, it's like, hey, man, like, you should do it this way and not this way. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, because of the spectrum, there's social aspects. What? I think what's really interesting about it is if you have a person that is allowed, like dignity, human dignity is important people. If you allow people to be with other people, there's an autistic concept called, there's a concept in autism research called masking. 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 Mm-hmm. Which is those folks that are higher functioning, people who are, you can move folks from lower functioning, middle functioning to higher functioning. So they're more productive and happy in life. Yes. Well, one way that you do that is through observing regular people and how they interact, they can pick up those behaviors, but also learn to mask and compensate for some autistic traits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's why... Like, they might be loud if they're trying to be social. They might be loud, but they might be like, you know, some of them might be like, hey, they're like, you're being too loud. They're like, oh, yo, sorry, hold up. And they'll adjust. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's like there's some folks. I'm not loud enough, so. Yeah. Or there's, you know what I mean? There's there's a sense of a adjustment there. Or reading the room. I feel like I should try to be like more. Everybody else in the space. Do as the Romans do. Yeah. Or like do as the Romans do. Or. They're like Ditto, the Pokemon. 
Yeah, just copying. They did it, or like don't. I wonder if they don't bring attention. If if copying it changes the way they feel it, like once like to mimic it, don't you have to like understand it? And like once once you understood it, once you like feel that inside, whatever whatever makes them act that that way, like motivates them to act that way. Wouldn't you feel that too? Are they just developing their emotions at a slower rate? No, they have emotionality. It's it's ex- you got to think of you, they have it. It's the, uh, the ways in which it's expressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so with this and with this in like masking, some artists people might feel a lot of like high emotional intensity around certain things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. But they realize that like you know what that's not socially appropriate. They're also very regimented. Autistic people can be very very disciplined. How- and then it sounds weird. It sounds weird. But it's because part of the way that their brain works is things have to, they, in order to feel comfortable, things have to be done a certain way. A routine. Or, a routine in order to be done right. So they and have so to if you train it on routines. So if you train it on, and like, here's the thing. It's thought that every human has some artistic traits. Like, for example, Corey. This is a thing for me. I can, in order to feel productive, I need to take a shower every day. Me too. I'm right. The same one. Right. It's a routine. It, it. I can't shift into the frame of mind. I need to be productive today. I don't get stuff done. Right. And so here's the interesting thing about autistic people and routines. You can develop routines that move people towards higher functioning. Mm-hmm. Well, like I got. Uh, so I got. Like, I'm going to go grocery shopping every day, every Saturday. I'm going to do it at like between in the morning. I'm going to do it before twelve o'clock. If that becomes a routine for them, they'll do it. You just teach them a routine. <clears throat> or teach them teach them ways to parse out how they like to how they to want, express how they want things expressed, but also how they would like what they want for the construction of their own life. Because mm-hmm. most people want to have a happy life and comfort. What gets you towards being happy, successful, and comfortable? Well, Routines. Routines, jobs, discipline. Whatever, accomplishments, ambition, like things like that. Like the those those are points and it's like the, the, these these people have like they serve like functions in society. And, and they like, do think they can if they, they find their niche they'll do them really well. Yeah, so like it's like they're they're you know yeah, in certain social aspects like they, they lack it. But like, you know, sometimes it's just like, well, yeah, you, know, are, you know, variety is the spice of life. Yeah. I mean, you know, at, at the same point, like, introverts, like, there's a thing, like, you know, that aren't, they aren't necessarily very social or only social on certain things, but they're fine and, and get along and, and move on and whatever. But, um, do you guys want to move back to dating? Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that's true. <laughs> See, this is what, we're going to do three episodes now. Yeah, I heard dating for autism is hard, too. I watched a video on YouTube about a guy who was like, you should, talked about how he was like struggling with autism and like how to like date with it. You should watch. There's a there's a it's out of the UK. There's a Netflix show, so maybe take it with a grain of salt. But it's interesting. There's a show called Love on the Spectrum, which explores dating between different neurodivergent autistic people at different levels, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> uh, in different levels, and so sometimes it can be it. Dating is a thing. That we don't innately know. Um, yeah, I think dating you, you is, a, have to learn dating is a behavior that needs to be trained. 
I think the female version of autism isn't autism. I think it is uh, dyslexic. I think they're uh, gender or sex specific uh, diseases. I don't. I don't know. But they I are related. Research because dyslexia is more prevalent in women. But also get this: um, one of the reasons why women are diagnosed much later in life with autism is because women autism shows up in women looking more like ADHD. Mm. And so there's a lot of women, you know, there's a lot of women who are like, hey, I'm diagnosed with, like, ADHD, and I, like, have these other, maybe other things that are, like, somewhat different aspects of autism, like maybe temperature sensitivity or light sensitivity or, like, specific routines that if you don't follow them, you get a little hurt, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so they go and they do the full autism evaluation, and it's like, yes, you're autistic. Or you have autism. Dude, what if they had an app for dating for autistic people? They actually do. Like, some girls definitely just love autistic guys. Like, that, maybe not, you know, like, less less so on the spectrum. Like, there's personality traits. Well, like, if it is on a spectrum, there is a point on the spectrum where it's not cumbersome to the person that can be considered I, autistic. I, I, don't, I don't know about that, because, like, <clears throat> here, here's the thing. At maybe one point, because, like, they were, like, worker bees and they got their shit done, mm-hmm. but I think that's less so the case now, because, like, you know, they've only rated, like, on, on Tinder and the people that we have data as of a couple of years ago, like, women only rate four and a half percent of men as attractive on those apps. Yeah. Like, like, and things like that. And so, like... Is that true, dude? Yeah. Because I hear a lot of guys talking shit about how they bang so many girls on Tinder. Listen, don't believe anything you hear. I know. What you see. I know. Yes. I'm just trying to call these guys out. That's no, all I'm saying. No, honestly, I do want to call I mean, if they were slump... is cheap, man. If they were slump busting, they were slump busting. Hey, yeah, nothing wrong with that. But, like, the, the point is, I'm saying that, like, and, and like, th- those are what the numbers are. That's what, what they've said, where guys rate, like, at least, like, 60% of the women they see somewhat attractive. So men don't necessarily have an attraction for what women do. And women have a sexual repulsion. Like, they'll be like, To uh, most men. Yeah, to, mo- is, to most men. Yeah, most men don't have that towards most women. Yeah. Nah. You know? We want them all, dude. Like, like, well, I don't know. A little chunky. I... I actually... There's some women I'm like, yeah. See, here's the thing. I actually am very, very I feel so picky. bad rejecting women. Yeah, I am very, very... Actually, I'm very, very picky dating-wise. Very picky. What's your ideal girl, Chase? Oh, okay. I want to be the male bird. Oh, God. That was so gay. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, nah, In a happy Hey, way. no, bro. It's okay. <laughs> hey, so... Uh, I would say uh, my ideal girl. I actually rate... Personality is the main thing for me, Right? Because I also feel that some elements of a personality can can yield better physical attractiveness also. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm the type of person who I'm like, I need to be able to have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? You gotta no, be, yeah. You gotta you're be able to... Like, you're, you're, you gotta be able to entertain and chase. Right, well, we gotta be able to have... We, we gotta be able to connect on some level. No, I, no IQ is one of the uh, biggest predictors of uh, happy relationships, apparently. Right? So like me, people are people that are together for a long time, their IQ levels are the same. So you want to be similar? Similar, yes. I think generally Maybe not exactly the same. I don't know what the variance is on it. Do you? Because Peterson does talk about this. Well, here's the thing: if, if, if the happiness will fall on the fact that the man has, I think, at least ten points higher than ten points higher. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's like if a man has an IQ of one thirty or so, he has like a forty percent. So the smartest girl in the world is just like unhappy sexually. 
I don't she know. can't find well, it. But here's the thing. I I, like, here's why I also got yeah, the show. Right? I like my screener question. I'll ask people when they want a coffee date or something like that. If they really want to get to know them, is what fashion are you seeing? The reason why I ask that, I want to hear about like a hobby that they might have, what they're interested in, something maybe intellectual or spiritual. When you say it like that, because you you that's a, that's asking like more than one question at once. It is, but I want, I listen and to the responses. So I have a friend who's really into she's really into yoga, spiritualism. She also has a political science degree, nice. and so she keeps up with the news and stuff like that. And like uh, like we have great debates, but she also is interested in dating and philosophy. And around those topics as well. And so we have great conversations. And it's because I understand that you have a you're a bit of a lifelong learner and your mind is open enough that you're willing to try and explore new things and have fun. The the what is it, ocean, the acronym openness, conscientiousness, and empathy, agreeableness, and narcissism. Like those are like the five personality sort of mm-hmm. things. So openness to new openness. Uh, experiences. Right. Um, conscientiousness, like, yeah. are you higher or lower? Higher, lower in empathy, higher, lower in agreeableness. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, agreeableness is lower because I would love, my, I, I don't like being bored. I would love a girl to intellectually challenge me. Well, that's, I, think that's, I think that's a good agreeableness. Well, here's the thing, and the stats have shown this out the, the more dark triad a guy is, the more attractive he is to the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So, like, narcissistic, so be a sociopath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Less sympathetic, just fucking, you know, more like results driven. But it, it's not necessarily like, a, it, like a, well, it can be a criminality because they, they've had this stat that said the men that have been have committed, uh, that are criminals have committed felonies have more offsprings than the men that have never committed a criminal and have more offsprings with multiple women. Yeah. Like, so, like, what is that? Reason, there's this weird, and we've seen it, we've seen this weird trend where. Some people really think that like murderers and serial killers and school shooters are hot. And hot it's called fuck. it's called hybristophilia. Well, no, no, I think I think and like only it only occurs in females. But here's the thing, Jeez, they only think those guys are hot because those guys are in prison. So it's that roller coaster effect. That they don't actually you know that, that element of danger, but he can't really hurt me because he's behind. Yeah, because he's behind bars. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they might find him a, a bit appealing if he was walking on the street, but maybe, like, you know. Nah, but if you actually got to know him, you'd be scared. I also think that the, the, the crisis with narcissism is it can be it, natural, it can be self-blinding, of course, right? And so the amount, I, I think about the amount of dudes who are just a little too narcissistic where they can't realize how they fucked up. That's lack of empathy. Well, yeah, they don't have the emotion. Well, that's I think that's part of an issue with people who are very narcissistic. They lack the empathy. Listen, it, having a little bit of narcissism. Yeah, is not having bad. a good yeah, that's good. It's not you bad. Can't, can't be narcissistic. because confidence and cockiness yeah. and they write up and and you want to you want to have something. It can't be to- It can't be toxic though. Right, and it's like you, you never want to just like there's like here's the thing. Demonstration trumps explication, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, discovery trumps disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, like in dating, so like don't like be like braggadocious and like things like that. Like, how do you feel if like you knew somebody and then they were just talking to average normal and then somebody came up to him and said, "Hey, do you know like so and so speaks five languages?" Like, no, he never said anything. It like blows your mind. It's, 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 it's a surprise. It's and so that's also, surprise. You also you also never let Woo! your cards on the table. Yeah, put all your cards on the table. And so I think that's so interesting about dating and dating pools. You know what I mean? The higher educated people in the dating pool 
right? In a particular area, like I think of those New York young professionals, they might have a lot. They might have a lot of different hobbies, and a lot of different school skills, and a lot of different things to discuss. You know what I mean? Uh, and so there's been a lot of conversations and research about how education levels are stratifying the dating pool. Yeah, because men aren't going into higher education, so these women can't find them economically attractive. Because but I also wonder about the economic thing. I don't, it's the concept of, and Corey, you're going to push back to me against this too. Uh, okay. Because uh, you think slightly differently. We go to elementary school, middle school, and high school to learn all the knowledge that humanity has acquired thus far. The foundational knowledge. Ideally, you go on higher education to learn how to learn more, but then also how different subjects dovetail with each other. And by having a interact with each other, interact and then also dovetail. And by dealing with tangential things to your major, you build your skill set and mm. become more worldly. Well, that's what you would you, would you say that's what you want education to be? That's what I would like it to be, but then we have for profit institutions and like other shit that dude, why not? That formula. Who's here? Uh, could hey. be any number of people. Who goes there? What's up? Hey, what up? What up, Danny? Dude, yeah, we're in the middle of a podcast right now. Am I good, huh? Yeah, come in, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're talking about the hidden. Oh, sorry. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? This nice is Danny. This is Emil. This is Chase. It's it's nice, nice to meet you, Danny. brother. Where are you from, Danny? Uh, from, like, what, like, yesterday? Uh, Bolivia. Oh, Bolivia? Oh, because my, my... Please. My, oh, nice to see you. He's not barber. racist. He's just Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. Okay, so my, my barber is from Bolivia. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. I, I have a Bolivian connection. Bolivian connection. Nice, nice, nice. I know Danny from Jiu-Jitsu. No, yeah. Oh, so what you guys are up to today? Not much. Nice to not much. Yeah, where in uh, Bolivia what? are you from, uh, Danny? Cochabamba. Cochabamba. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been there, so. Yeah, I gotta ask Neko where he's from again. Like, oh, you know him? Yeah, it's my yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. You know Neko? Yeah, of course yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, I love Neko. Yeah, he soon. has to get a hold of him to give him a haircut. Yeah, especially if he's pranked, unfortunately. Is that who you went to today? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Neko, shout out Neko. Neko's the only guy I'll let touch my hair. Yeah. Like, like, he, I had this afro, right? As fucking... You had uh, afro? Oh, he had a huge yeah. afro. I'll show you a picture of it. Dude, for months. Like, I'll show you a picture of it. Dude, it was like Khabib's win a hat. And like I'm like hell yeah! Like, I knew I liked you for some reason. Oh nice! <laughs> but then Neko, I came in and can, can I link that in the podcast? Yeah, that'll be the thumbnail. That's up on S3. Like, how, <laughs> how, how, how looking crazy did my hair look? Put it what? Put it in the thumbnail. Like, 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 and then Neko, like, just a QR code you stand pops up. No, I'm going. I'm going to this episode. I started going to him because my uncle was seeing it. I was going to him. So, like, you know, but he's the man. Yeah, I'm assuming that you probably know, like, all, like, his friends and stuff like Orlando. And I haven't seen Orlando in a while since yeah. I've been there, but I know Orlando. I see him sometimes. Yeah, he actually called me up not too long ago when I was actually driving over here, and he actually was wondering what I was going to be doing. But I know that he likes to go ahead and link up every time at going to like some place called Touch Lounge. And see, I fucking yell Neko all the time. Hit me up when you go out. Hit me up when you go out. Yeah. He hits me up. He's always forgotten. <laughs> yeah, Neko, he likes, he's more of like a person that like, if it's like a house party kind of thing, he'll go to that. But yeah. like, if it's like outdoors, he's like, no. What do you mean? 
Yeah, he doesn't. I don't know. I don't think he likes socializing like that. Oh. To be honest. But like, I feel like a house. I think like a lot of people like a worse social like socialization vibe. Some dude came in today and brought in like a twenty-four pack of Corona to him. Like it was like this morning when I was there at eleven thirty. Yeah. He might have got to drinking. So. He was, he was there. I, you gotta get to him early on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the back gets dropped off. Yeah, like before. Before the drinking starts. It's like, call me, I'm coming in at like, yeah. what, fucking six. <laughs> Dang, what are the spots to go out in Providence? I've never been out in Providence before. In Providence right now, if you was to go downtown, I would say... That's a start point. You can probably go to Snooker's as okay, for now. Right, that's right. a little pre-game for now. But I know if he was to go down to uh, the Rosendale, Rosendale's pretty good. And I know right across the street, I think it's called like... Um, Isn't there a town in Massachusetts? I'll tell you right now, I have like, the yeah. name of them. How many times have you been to Rosendale? I've only been once. I've been to Rosendale like a couple of times. Maybe like a good like 10 times, I want to say. Okay. Okay. But they have yeah, some... Yeah, it's all right. Why are you going to Federal Hill? Federal Hill? Yeah, I don't know where though, but... I know, like, I know he some, is going out. Yeah, they, there's like some pretty good spots in, in Fed Hill. But, like, it's just mostly, like, a lot of good hookah spots that I know, like, a lot of people go to. Fed Hill is just a fucking pain. They start throwing yeah. weed in this way. Like, I... Yeah, it's legal. If you go to G-Pub, G-Pub in downtown province, it's fun. That's a good spot right there. And then, um, then you also have, like, Brass Monkeys, Rooftop, The Hot Club. Fish Company, if you've got, if you guys have a concert, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been to Fish Co. Yeah, yeah, club, sure. It's been like, I forgot maybe like a decade. I always, I go to, I always go to Hot Club for the deck in the summer. Kind yes, of it's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's nicer there. But they're always like on a Saturday. It's always fucking overrun. Yeah, and if you don't get, if you get there like before like 10, 30, 11, I think it's for, uh, it's for free. Oh. But after that, you have to pay like twenty bucks, I think. Twenty. Yeah. When we went to Blue, there was a cover charge. That that sucked about going to Blue. Yeah. Like, how much that contract, right. by the way, after then where your roommate right. ten ten boxes mm-hmm. Oh I blew at uh East Greenwich? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard I heard a lot of good things about yeah, that spot. It's good. I wanted it's, to go it's there. Mad mad so, chicks so go there. What time is it? It's nine thirty one. Ah fuck it. We still got time to go to blue. Yeah. Yeah, we can How long have we been on for? Should we just head to blue right now? You know, I feel like the best way to end this podcast is we're talking about dating. We gotta fucking get out there. Yeah, oh man. yeah, we really have. We got a lived experience. We're going to blue. You guys are going. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost yeah. done, man. Yeah. All right, let's okay. go. Let's go see what Pete's doing. <laughs> hold Can up, you hold up. Yeah, I gotta clean this up. I gotta change if we're going to blue. Uh, Last time I. Uh, 